This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Euler and Motes slash that Motes and Euler back in the building doing what we do after that break. And uh, we got some interesting news we got to talk about, man, as it pertains to the NFL's scheduling. Looking like... They're going to make that move from 16 games to 17 games. The first time, potentially, it being done since 1978. It's a long time. Long, 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 I know. long, long, That is cr- – when I saw that, that is crazy. Without a doubt. And, and, and obviously, this was voted upon a year ago by the uh, NFLPA as a part of the CBA agreement. And we talked about how just the lack of representation from the players in terms yeah. of guys actually utilizing their voice to vote. Now we're seeing the the result a of ramification. That. Yes, yes, and we've actually seen some of the players actually complain about it. Which I said, well, you probably shouldn't complain since you had the opportunities to actually participate in this vote where we did it. It's this was Marquise Pouncey was ranting about yes. on his Instagram yes. account. Very true, very true. This time last year. So with that being said, um, the NFL owners they're planning to meet either today or tomorrow with all likelihood of them going ahead and approving this. So I just wanted to revisit this, man, with you to just get your thoughts on it. But before I get your thoughts, I also wanted to open up and extend this for the Power Grid to tell us what you think about, you know, the NFL going from 16 games to 17 games potentially, man. Let us know on the Twitter.com, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The Goodhead. Yeah, man, we need to know, though, because from my perspective, right, we always hear about player health and safety, and that was always the big sticking point in previous years I know from my personal experiences in 2010 during that lockout right after the season one of the big sticking points was them wanting to bump it up to 18 games at the time and we were able to gather the data to uh, ultimately show that just playing one additional game each season how over a span of three to five years it was actually cutting down career spans based Mm -hmm. on the algorithms that we used and we said man it was already set up for us to fail with the average career span at the time being two and a half years but you're not getting insurance and being vested into the benefits package until you reach your fourth season. So we were just saying, well, why would you agree to something like that that puts us further away from the things that we are trying to accomplish in terms of just, you know, health and medical benefits and stuff like that. So just knowing that was the case back then, here we are, what, 11 years later, and now the thing that we used to say we weren't going to do, now this is happening. Now it is here more than likely, right? So – just from your perspective, man, what do you think of that? Because I know from my perspective, I've always had an issue with it just because sure. of the player element. But we also know from a fan's entertainment standpoint, it's different sometimes. So so I wanted to hear from you, man. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, Arthur Motes, um, particularly when this comes on the heels of the league just expanding the playoffs last year as well, too. Because mm-hmm. that was the first year they were available to do that as well. Part of the magic to me and I know that this will still largely be the case, but maybe not quite the same. And maybe it's more of a t- maybe it, it takes ten years before we really pick our head up and notice this. It's not a, a flip the switch overnight type thing. But Arthur Motes, part of the reason that makes football so special at any level—I don't care if it's high school, I don't care if it's college, I don't care if it's middle school or, or the NFL—it's the only sport where every game truly matters mm-hmm. because you play so few of them. You hear 
NHL coaches, NBA coaches, Major League Baseball managers, soccer managers, lacrosse, whatever, say every game matters. Every game matters. But we all know if you want to be literal, matter. yes, every game matters. But when you play 82 of them. It doesn't matter. It, you're, you're, <laughs> it doesn't matter. When, when you play that many games, nobody cares. When, when the best team in Major League Baseball is going to lose at least 60 games every year, when the worst team in Major League Baseball is going to win at least 60 games every year, and the difference is that 60 games in between, it's it's not the same sense of urgency. It's not the same sense of importance. That, that, that that's what makes football so great. That's why we worship at the altar of football every Friday night, every Saturday, and every Sunday, or maybe all three, depending on what you're a fan of. I I don't know, man. Like, like 16 just feels like 17-week season with 16 games just feels 8-8, eight and 8 eight at home, 8 away. And, and, and I don't know, Motsi. Maybe, like I said, if there wasn't already the expansion of the playoffs just a year ago, I'd be singing a different tune. Yeah. But I, I I don't want the regular season product to get watered down. Like, no, no, it, I'm with you, man. Uh, it, the games start in September, Motes, and, and there's right away. I mean, if your team starts 0-2, like, oh, my God, we're not going to – your team starts 1-2. Oh, we can't make the playoffs. We can't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Pirates start one and two, ah, well, you know, we got time. Hundred and fifty-nine games to go. Like, I, I like that sense of urgency in the National Football League. I love it how every single Sunday or Monday night or Thursday night just feels there's the magnitude of the importance there. And like I said, maybe it's 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 not. I am maybe overreacting a little bit in this sense. It's not going to be like an overnight switch. But when you're expanding the playoffs and you're adding more games to the regular season, I think eventually that leads to the mentality of of maybe each individual game not meaning as much or just teams knowing what we need to do to to accomplish what we want to accomplish in terms of making the postseason. There's not the same urgency there. Yeah, to me, I look at it like this, man. Um, We've heard Coach Thomas say you can't put the jello back in the box, right? (laughs) Toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube. So... We know they initially wanted 18. That's never been a secret. They've wanted 18 for a long time. Because then you add an extra mm-hmm. home game for everybody. Right. So now you get it to 17. You add the extra playoff game. What stops us from saying, hey, let's get that 18th game in? Right. More revenue, more this, more that, right? Because that seems to be the mentality right now for the NFL. More, more, mm-hmm. more, more. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the scarcity element. They're just like, hey, man, just continue to add on to this. We're going to expand the roster a little bit more for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes it all better, right? Even though you – I mean, we expanded the roster this year. Did that take less snaps from Ben, nope. Pouncey, nope. DeCastro, nope. Bud, nope. TJ, nope. Bush? Nope. Oh, okay, just checking. So, <laughs> it really doesn't matter that you expanded the roster. But <laughs> as a whole, I just – I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I just feel like it, it's a slippery slope. It's never going to be enough. I feel like they're always going to look at it as, well, we can get more out of this. And once you've already agreed to 17, well, why can't you agree to why 18? Why not one more? What's one more? Hey, yeah. We'll even cut down the preseason some for you, right? Right. We, we took down from four to three. Oh, come, come on, on, man. We'll go from three to two. Hey, hey. We'll even minimize the off season for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Less All OTAs, of the right, less right. mini camps. As if any of that really padded, impacts you. Less right. padded practices. Doesn't have an impact, sure. But in terms of when we're scaling it, it's a game, it's not even close. Yeah. We'll never be close. So that, to me, is the other thing. I'm just like, I don't understand why when the players have the opportunity to nix this in the bud, yeah, they I didn't agree. just vote. 
I agree. And I now mean, we talk about less than 50 percent of the guys like that's a problem. And now, Motsi, right. They're all kind of sitting around wondering, OK, how does this affect our game checks? Mm-hmm. Do we oh, get an extra no, game no, no, check? No. You, you know what it is? No, instead of being one instead of one sixteenth, now it's one seventeenth. So, <laughs> so you're playing. You work. You know what it'd be like, Arthur Mutz? Yep. It's like what I've always told you. It's why we don't uh-huh. go. It's why we don't go over on the show here. They pay yep. us to do our time slot. We do our that's time it. slot. All of a sudden, you're working for cheaper. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. You're playing an extra game for free. You're, yep. Or you're those six other sixteen games. You're making just a little bit less each each one of those yep. games. Like that. That's not cool either. Not, that's not, not cutting all. it either. At what, not at all. What type of employee would want to ing- agree to that type of contract relationship with their employer? It's crazy. If they came in here and they said to us, "We need listen, you to do listen, an, listen. we need you to do an extra show every week, but we're going to pay you the same amount of money." Do you really think they would come here and ask that? No, I think they, they would. They, I think they would know before they even they came. Wouldn't. They would look at it and say, "Oh, it's it's most and you look. Oh, never mind." And you and I, <laughs> hey, you and I aren't Howard Stern up here, all right? Nah. But we're still like that's not just, yet, at least. <laughs> not yet, exactly. Give us some, <laughs> give us some time. I mean, Mike and Mike, we're coming right. for you. Um, I guess I mean they're not together anymore, so it no, don't matter. We coming you, at you. Anyway, who's the new group now? It's like Keyshawn. And who else? Bart Barton is it? Barton oh. Keyshawn in the morning? No, I thought it was a uh, Greeny and and uh, the the Hooper, um, Shanae, Shanae and is it Ngakwe yep. or something like that? Yep. Yeah, and like Marcus Spears is yeah, on there. Sometimes little... it's almost it's like Greeny yeah. and like a rotating cast yeah. of characters. All right, we're coming for you, Greeny. Yeah, we and want you all ro- that. You rotating cast of you characters, guys. but we're gonna get paid for every show we do. Absolutely, we're not gonna lessen that pie. It yeah. just it man, it it seems from a health standpoint bad for the players. And from a financial standpoint, bad for the players. Mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, some might call that a lose-lose. <sighs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but in the words of Coach Thomas, such is life in the, the NFL right now, man. Hey, the way that – That's what the CBA says. And like I said, initially I felt bad for him. But once I thought about it, hindsight being 2020, you had every opportunity. We had numerous players being vocal about the importance of mm-hmm. participating in the vote. And for the numbers to come out and see the lack of participation, yeah, it's like you get what you deserve. It's like you, right. You, it's like if you are complaining about, uh, if you're complaining about Bill Peduto, mm-hmm. right here in Pittsburgh, but yep. you didn't vote for the mayor. Exactly. What are you complaining like, about? Like, stop it. Right. Like, I don't want to hear it because you actually had opportunity. It's not like me and you had opportunities this go around to vote. It's not like the listeners right now had opportunity to vote yes or no on this. So yes, we 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 are, we have a right to voice our right. disdain like, or, you, you or like agreement governor, with it. You don't it. like the governor of right. your state? You can go to the ballot box right. every two years or every four years and vote him or her out. Exactly. But the fact that they didn't utilize that right that they had in this scenario, yeah, this is what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sucks for you guys, but from an entertainment standpoint, trust me, we still gonna tune in because we oh, gonna yeah. we gonna get our extra yeah, I'm check. I'm glad you said that, Arthur. Most I'm gonna get time. my extra check for that 17th week. I don't know about that, you. I'm not taking that 17th week off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'll be do, I'll be, I'll still be ordering wings and pizza. Yep. I'll still be chucking on my black and gold. Mm-hmm. I'll still be sucking down cold beers. It's that simple. I right. mean, I I'm in solidarity with the players, but not yep. that much of a solidarity that I'm gonna sit out week 17 myself. Listen, week 17. You know what it's gonna remind me of? <laughs> It's going to remind me of how on March 30th, 2021, we sat here and we talked about a 17-game schedule and how we just couldn't wait to see those games be played. And then we're going to look at Cam Sutton making an interception, running it back to the house. And we're going to think to ourselves, man, I remember when Moats and Wes were in here on that March 30th day talking about Cam Sutton and how special (laughs) he could be. And, And talking about how 
We heard from him that day. We did. And what we heard from him was such a glorious thing. I mean, it, it, it really excited us. It had us fired up about what Cam Sutton was able to do. So that's what I'm going to be thinking about in that 17th game. I don't know about you, man. That's I'm what I'm going to be thinking you. about. I'm with you. You know what? Why don't we uh, hear from Cam Sutton? Does that I sound think, good I think that's a good idea. Because he, he might – is he going to talk about – he might talk – is he talking about 17? He might. He, you never know. You know what he's going to talk about for sure. Uh-oh. Stepping in for Steven Nelson. I mean, because he got to be the guy, right? He has got to be the guy now. Well, I mean, I don't want to step on his toes. So, I mean, if you're ready, let's hear from the big man. Or the little bit. Sutton was right with him. Hi, everybody. Very excited to be joined today by Cam Sutton to talk about his new deal with the Steelers. So, Cam, congratulations. And uh, take me through the free agency process for you and why staying in Pittsburgh was the right move. Yeah, um, free agency process overall, um, not, not too overwhelming. Um, you took it one day at a time, you know, spent a lot of time with family. Um, just kind of not say got away from football, but just in the midst of training, just uh, in the midst of being out of course of each and every day, um, and it just it was a it's a great moment, you know. Um, we're talking about still being with an organization who had the utmost, you know. Obviously, I have the utmost respect for, and you know, just had the most the confidence and belief behind me since day one, you know. Um, opportunity to one not just say opportunities making it to the league. Um, or just being a part of the, 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 the prestige of being in, in the league, but um, just being drafted and uh, just what it meant to the organization, what it means to me, um, just all the hard work and, and dedication that I put into to my craft and into everything that I do, uh, just to see it, it, the return of that, you know, the, the, the reaping the benefits um, of, you know, just the, the continued grind, you know, the everyday grind that, you know, everyone doesn't get to see just the, the finished product that, that you see out on, on game days. Um, and then just now, just going into obviously after free agency, signing back with the organization, still that same confidence and just where we're at, just comfortability of our relationship, and uh, um, and that's from top down, you know, organization, you know, second to none, you know, and how they treat their players, how they treat everyone in the business, everyone inside the building and outside the building, and um, you know, just how we conduct business in every aspect of our life, and uh, that's something that we really appreciate, um, something that is you know, driven within and instilled within our players. And that's just how we carry ourselves. And, and from that, you see the product of our guys and just our impact, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And that's that's obviously not hard to not want to be a part of. It's not hard to not to not be head over heels all and, and enthused about. So um, any opportunity uh, that I get to be a part of those things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all excited for that. So this opportunity to still be in, in Pittsburgh, you know, still me and them continue to, to build off of the things that we were able to do in the first four years and, uh, you know, uh, work to bring number seven back to Pittsburgh. So uh, that's our goal each and every time, you know, we, we, we step out there on the field and I'm um, just, just looking forward to continue to build those relationships and bonds with, you know, all my teammates and coaches and everyone that we and everyone in the organization. Cam, you mentioned the grind, the hard work that goes into it, uh, how you have transformed yourself into this versatile player who can be used a lot on this defense, and you have proven that time and time again throughout the years. We've heard it from your teammates. What were your conversations like with Coach Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, about your role moving forward with the second contract? Yeah, just obviously the role, of, you know, just really embracing that role in my first four years, you know, whether it was inside, whether it's outside, whether it's nickel, dime, safety, whatever it is. And that's just well-rounded myself as a player, well-rounded myself, um, and just well-rounded my game. And um, I never want to sell myself short of just saying, yeah, I play one position, you know, because that's in some form or fashion out there on the field, but guys moving around, um, bits, bits and parts and pieces, guys come in and out of lineups, you know, guys go down and guys have to step up and be able to, you know, still have that same consistency and, and production with, with no drop-off. 
So just, you know, obviously wanting to put myself in those situations and creating those opportunities to obviously do whatever I can to, you know, to put ourselves in the best situation to win. And at the end of the day, our, my goal and our goal is to win. And uh, we win at all costs, whatever it takes to, to come out with a win, you know, we're all for that, you know, and we're all about that. So, um, you know, going forward just with my role, just I only expect and we only talk about expressive that expanding, you know, just I, I've, of my time, I've only not saying I've only been able to show that in, in my limited time, but just in that in that role, role of my time. And I and I endured that and I embraced that. And now I'm really ready to show and, and contribute to know, the, the way that I know that I can and know that I will. And, you know, so it's, it's so exciting and thrilling to even talk about to talk about it because I, I just get the chills just even talking about it. Just what I what I know I can and, and what I will do, for, you know, for the organization. I'm just really, really ready to, to show that to you guys, you know. All right, so what is the next step for you? What do you want to improve on most this offseason heading into this upcoming season? And where are you in terms of where you're working out and what you're doing to get to that goal? Yeah, so um, we're down in Tampa. T Tampa is, you know, our offseason, obviously getting out of Pittsburgh. Um, it's a great central area for us, you know, just a great, obviously a lot of plus, you know, great weather, you know, obviously training, you know, all, all positives for us, you know, on our end this way. And I'm just... We have a lot of, you know, accessibility just working with guys. We have a lot of guys obviously on our team that are down from this area with Deontay, Ray Ray, got guys, um, Dion when he was with us as well. And, you know, we, we craft, you know, we work, we compete, we get out there each and every day. I'm training with Yo Murphy um, over at Pride Strength Training. So, you know, we have a great group of guys around the league, not just obviously with Steelers, but, you know, guys who are doing well, you know, with their teams and respect, you know, respect the areas around the league as well. So um, it's just, bringing that edge, edge to yourself each and every day, you know, sharpening your sword and getting ready for battle. You know, the full craft is not just a, a part-time thing. It's not just something that you just turn off and on. And, and that's the thing, that's just, that's our approach, that's our mentality. You know, each and every day we work, you know, we're competing to get better. Obviously, you know, making, getting our better ourselves and then just making guys around us better. You know, that just brings the most out of all of us. So um, just continuing on that grind, you know, I'm pretty quiet with everything. Obviously, you see a lot of the work that I'm doing. And that's just, like I said, that's just sharpening my sword, just sharpening my game, um, staying on top of the things that I you know, want to be consistent at and, 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 and build my foundation on, you know. So that's just only going to well run me as a player. And, and when, it's, when it's time to show that, I'll be ready. Free agency always reminds everybody, I think, uh, inside and outside of the league, that football is a business. Uh, for you, you got what you wanted. You're staying in Pittsburgh, that second contract. Some other guys left the team or were cut. Uh, specifically on defense, what is it like seeing teammates going different places and knowing yeah. that, you know, things are going to change. That's inevitable mm -hmm. each and every year. Yeah, obviously that's the that's the toughest part uh, of the business. The relate the relationships and the friendships that you build are not just you know year in year out. Those are things that are built for a lifetime. You know, guys that not necessarily are on a team now, but are in same situations of free agency or in and out. And um, you build a relationship with those guys, and bonds with those guys that you know necessarily don't go anywhere. It might be momentary. You might not speak to that guy, but you never know when you ever run into him again or um, your interaction or encounterment. So. Um, that's always tough. Obviously, you're excited for, you know, I'm excited, more happy, excited for all our guys, Bud, Mike, Tice, you know, all our guys, Ola, you know, everyone's just moving around, uh, you know, and, and obviously Steve will figure out his situation, you know, when it's time for that too. But, and that's just business, you know, and, and you see that more, um, you know, you don't see that folk going into it, you know, growing up, obviously, you don't see all the business, you just see the game, the game that you love and fell in love with, and then obviously just being into it, understanding situations more and being aware of everything around you, 
and what's going on. Um, you know, you just know what you know what's going on. So uh, that just that, that kind of helps the situation as far as um, how you handle it, so to speak. But you, you know, you still obviously overexcited for all the guys who um, want to continue the success on the, on the, with their teams in, in, in new situations. And um, you know, it's it's the same thing. We, we still talk to this day. We you know we're still all on the same group messages. Still. Mm -hmm. You know, jaw with each other back and forth, you know, talk a little crap to each other. So, uh, you know, it's all competitive at the end of the day. It's all love at the end of the day. Um, but all in all, very excited for all those guys. I read Bud's player uh, Tribune article just about <laughs> missing Renegade, the fans, yeah. the teammates, of course. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be like when Bud comes back to Heinz Field as a tight oh, man. Here? <laughs> it's going to be electric, you know, just for him, obviously. And he'll tell you the same for himself, just so. Obviously, just Pittsburgh, you know, just the atmosphere, just the electricity every time you step inside a stadium. And then him just being on the other side of that now, you know, so he knows that we're going, we're coming into a situation where we're going to give everything, you know, we're not going to obviously take it easy on him just because he's situation, he's our boy, you know, and stepping step inside those white lines, obviously we're going to go to battle. Uh, but outside of that, you know, we're still going to joke, we're still going to laugh, we're still going to hang. And um, it's, it's always going to be fun. It's always fun in that. So that's, 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 the, that's the best part about it. All right, Cam, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations again, and uh, good luck this offseason with all the training. Thank you, Missy. Oh, that's that guy right there, Mr. Cam, Cam Sutton. Yes, indeed. Hey, can, can I just say something real quick, Arthur Moe? He has a great last name, by the way. <laughs> he does have a great name. You. Um, this is one of those, you know, you're always quick to point out, and, and this is, again, this is not just a Steelers thing. This is mm -hmm. a, a sports fan in general thing, but this is a Steelers show. You people who crush Keith Butler or crush Randy Feetner, right? When they come to the game with a good game plan and they execute really well, give them credit, give them props, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that, um, that doubt and that disrespect that sometimes. Make sure you keep that same energy when they're doing a good job. Arthur Motes, you and I both know the Steelers have been much maligned in terms of their drafting of defensive backs over no, the no, last no. decade no, no, or so. No, no, no. They're, they're great at drafting them. They're not good at developing them. That's the difference. Right, right, they, right. They will yeah. swing. That's they, true. Hey, hey. It's like, swung a lot. Yes, it's like that kid where you're just like, hey, you don't have to swing at every pitch. Like, not everyone, that, that's going to break. That's going to slide. That's a curve. You don't want that one. They swing at all of them. Third-round pick, Cam Sutton. They hit on that guy, Arthur Bones. Yes, They indeed. developed that guy very well. So, yeah, we can laugh about some of these other names where they were swinging for the fences and, uh, you know, nothing but a cool breeze <laughs> Hey, man. But, but they deserve credit for, for what we've seen from Cam Sutton. Yes, indeed, man. And, and it's always I'm always happy when I see Cam, you know, be successful because just thinking about, I mean, taking it all the way full circle, I mean, I did get the opportunity to announce him at that draft, right? Remember, That's he was the right, second draft did. pick after James Conner. People, people, everybody forgets that one. Because obviously how the James Conner, it was just it was James Conner. So yeah, so you know what? That's right. Yeah. He was he was at the end. B. Yes. So he was mm, their yep. fourth pick in that draft. Exactly. And I was like, yes, you talk about your first four picks, like they hit. Oh. You hit on all four of those. That was a year. So when I see, but but when I think of Cam, I think of that first year, man, where he was dealing with the injuries right at the end of preseason and ultimately derailed that first year. Then he comes back the second year, still dealing with little, you know, nicks and bruises and things like that. And it's frustrating because you're looking at a guy who was drafted in the third round. But a guy like Mike Hilton, who was undrafted, was, you know, continuing to see the field, continuing to be a very productive player. But through all of that, Cam never allowed his preparation, his mentality, his focus to be, you know, altered. He never allowed the current situation to dictate how he was going to view himself and how he was going to prepare going forward. 
And to see him be able to flourish the way he has these past two years has really been nice. And I'm just hoping that, man, he can continue that. And hearing what he was saying in that interview to Missy, man, you can hear the passion, that desire. He wants to prove that he can be be more than just a really good utility player. Yes, indeed. And you want to hear that, man. I love that type of energy because just based on contract alone, the money doesn't say this team believes in him that on that level right it says that we believe in you enough to give you the opportunity you're going to be in the mix but we don't trust you 100 with the car just yet we're in like with you we're not yes we're not in love with you You, listen you could drive the car but i'm going to be in the passenger seat yes i haven't let you take the car by yourself Uh, just yet fun 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 till daddy takes the t-bird away because when you think about and the reason i say that is based on the contract you look at the money that he was paid right Mm -hmm. the two-year deal for the amount of money versus a guy like mike hilton for example right you see how substantially larger that contract was was. Or even look at Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson's contract, right? Steven Nelson before he was released, substantially larger. With this deal, this is one of those deals where it's like, hey, it, it protects both sides. If you can come in here and step up and be that guy, well, we got flexibility to make moves and ultimately extend it and make it a lot more robust in a year from now. But if it's not, well, hey, we can still have you slide in back to the slot row where we know you can excel and we're going to be paying you at a very competitive rate for that position. So, to me, I just think that this is good on both sides. Man, this is what you call good business right here. Not, I agree. I mean, sometimes you get bad business, but this right here is definitely good business for both parties. And for Cam, like I said, man, you just want the opportunity. That's all you've been wanting. Because when Mike Kilton was here, you know that opportunity was not going to be the same Correct. because it was certain things and that – And Steven Nelson as well, Right, too. absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you knew, okay, if those guys were here, I was never going to get that opportunity. Yeah. But now – I've been able to get this opportunity, and I was able to do it in-house. I didn't have to leave because that's what you don't want, right? You familiar. Yes. They know me. I know them. I know the scheme. I know what they're asking me to do. Absolutely, man. So for Cam, this is this is that 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 thing that you've been dreaming for. I agree. And you know what, Moats? You and I have discussed. Yeah, this was a very weird one-off cap crunch pandemic offseason for the NFL. Maybe in a different year, he gets more than that two years, nine. You know, maybe in a different year, it's more like two years, 11 or 12 million. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Arthur Motes, we just saw, we discussed last week that new media deal that the NFL has. Mm -hmm. That salary cap, when Cam Sutton's ready for his next contract, is going to be drastically Mm -hmm. increased from where it is now. He could set himself up very nicely to still get a, a big payday. So think about this. If you're Cam, all you have to do is play. Do what you're supposed to do. Because we know how, in theory, it makes sense. Oh, well, man, this guy could just wait another year, hit the market again. And then they don't have the type of year. Or they go out there and they kind of get exposed. Nam the awesome one, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've seen those type of scenarios. That's a good example. So it's just like. I really like that example. So, so, so for me, I'm just like, all right, we, we know that that is on the table for you. Sure, yes. But let, let's take care of this first before we can get to that part. You know what I mean, we, we can't get to, to, to B without taking care of A. <laughs> a is sure that you can play on the outside first before we start talking about <laughs> that type of money, man. <laughs> oh, Yo, and everybody on the East Coast Soul with Nam Diasama, boy. That boy came to Philly and Lord have mercy. That, oh, man. <laughs> that wide nine defense. So, wait, so wait Arthur Mudge, hey. you, you're telling me taking Juan Castillo, who had coached <laughs> offensive line his entire life, and asking him to be a defensive coordinator was a bad idea? Come on, man. He's going to know the weaknesses of the offense because he was old. Like, <laughs> I just remember, Arthur Munch, when that, all, <laughs> yeah. when that all happened, right, I was only like 20 years old. Listen. I, I, I 
remember being like, wait a second, I'm 20. I'm I'm not a football genius, but yeah. that's just not going to end well. Me and Brandon Graham were on our visit together <laughs> to Philly, and Jordan Babino and Trent Kohler trying to talk to us about why you need to be in this wide nine, and we're both looking like, bro, what are y'all talking about? This is crazy. <laughs> We both come from seven techniques, six techniques. Like, you're only getting a nine on third and long. Like, you play a nine oh. technique on first and ten? Arthur Motes, what? I, I have never been accused of being Sean McVay, being a boy football hey. genius, all right? But I could have told you that hiring the offensive line coach as defensive coordinator was not going to work out. Yeah, well, we saw <laughs> In that. In the NFL, not like this is – um. No, no, that, that, not Division II. This is not, this is not Clarion football, Right, okay? right, right. right. Well, you just – my athletes are just better than your athletes. Like, no, no, no. This is the NFL. This you is, can't play a wide nine on first and ten. What are you thinking? This is the NFC East, and we've got an offensive line coach coaching the wide nine. I said, oh I my said, God, you realize Clinton Port is running that thing downhill? <laughs> you, you realize they running that thing go downhill? <laughs> They're not trying to get to that perimeter. Andy Reid might still be in what? Philly if, if we would have decided against that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anywho, when we get back, man, we got to talk about some of our <laughs> our guys that we've been able to retain here, man. Um, some 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 new people that we've been yep. able to sign through free agency, but also some uh, familiar faces, man. Bunch We're of gonna tweets to get to here. Oh, as well. we definitely got to get to those tweets, man. So before we get to that sec- that third final portion of this thing, make sure you get your tweets. It's your last chance, man. Anything we've been talking about as it pertains to Cam Sutton, as it pertains to the sixteen going to seventeen game NFL schedule, mm. and also Tyson returning, man. We're gonna get to all of those in this third segment. Hit us up on the Twitter.com. At the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good hand. And this is Moats and Euler on Steeler Nation Radio.